TripleXChurch.com presents Craig's Car Ride. TripleXChurch.com. Welcome to Craig's Car Ride. This is Ryan Russell, special guest, here with Craig Gross. We're driving back from San Francisco on our way to LA. In this podcast, I would like to title Craig's Not as Big of an Ass as You Think He Is. Welcome, Craig Gross, to your own podcast. Nice to have you. Thanks for having me on, Ryan. Uh, this conversation started. I believe uh, earlier, and then we decided to turn it into a podcast. So I've had to hit pause on it for a while, and now revisit it. Oh, that's excellent because all that means is that you've been queuing up your debate points, trying to win a victory that's going to be hard to find. So because it's an interesting conversation, I think I Ryan thinks I'm nicer than I actually. This is a weird one. Ryan actually thinks <laughs> yeah. I'm actually nicer. I'm debating. That I'm not as nice as Ryan thinks I am. So that's the conversation today. Uh, it'll be an interesting one. So, Ryan, okay, well, you need to set this up. Well, it started around a topic that's been, unfortunately, been going for a while with us about some friends of yours that are Christians who have made some unfortunate life decisions. And you can get into the details of those if you want. But they're Christians, and they've made some bad choices in their life. They have, are suffering some consequences of those. I happen to know that you really care deeply about these friends. But sometimes, Craig, online, you present this real asshole version of yourself, whether it's a tweet, a blog post on your personal site. Sometimes even on triplexchurch.com, you come off as an ass. I think people listening to this podcast will have me here on this particular thing. But having been your friend for over 20 years now, I know that you're not as much of an ass as you present yourself to be or you come across as. Um, and so that's, that's really kind of the backdrop of this conversation is you were saying, no, you are an ass and you really feel these way, this way about certain things. And I was saying, no, you're not because I know how much you care for these people and how you, at the end of the day, would do anything for them in certain settings or circumstances. So like where, where in this conversation do you want to hop back in? Like you want to use a personal example? Like, well, I think you also said, um, and you know, I don't cuss on my own podcast, so um, so <laughs> since you've broken those rules. Oh, um, wait, you didn't tell me that I couldn't cuss on your podcast. <laughs> well, no, that's fine, because then people will think you're the mean one. Uh, I think you originally entitled, thought of this, is like, a, you know, how do you respond when Christians really screw up? And I think, um, so we could jump in there, but I think these cases that you're talking about, like, I have strong opinions about situations, sports teams, life, running, dogs, <laughs> um, you know, like, so I'm opinionate, you know, I, I think, you know, so are you, and especially on our personal blogs, or even on articles that end, or books, I mean, those are your chances to kind of yeah say how you feel so i i hear what you're saying like i could come out strongly i mean you know where i'm going to stand on something oftentimes it's not going to be in the middle um right so you take your, these your, stances your you take you take these stances this is where we got into the conversation because 
I see you blog. I know your opinions about certain things. You don't hide them. You're on Twitter. We have good laughs about stuff and private conversations. You take these really strong opinions about circumstances, like uh, a month or two ago, like you wrote about Mark Driscoll. And I know some of your personal insights and thoughts on all that that you can share if you want to. So in those certain circumstances, you come across like an ass, like, like not to everybody either. You like you take a polarizing position and either people are for or against it. And I get it. But then my point to you earlier today was that's not always indicative of your heart, like your true heart for people, which I see in other places. And then you were debating me going, no, that's truly how I feel. And I basically, I can't say bullshit on your podcast. No, no, you, you can't. <laughs> um, no, so, okay, let's just take the Mark Driscoll. I wrote a Mark Driscoll, not on Triple X Church, but I wrote a Mark Driscoll blog on CraigGross.com that said Mark Driscoll should just go away, or I think was, or just should just stop. And, you know, here's a guy that's, you know, all sorts of trouble, all sorts of things needed to just go away. Instead, he goes back at this church conference, sits in the front rooms, row, and then they bring him up, give him standing ovation. It just, the whole thing makes you want to puke in your mouth. So I don't need, you know, you're saying I'm not that guy that's going to go, what, give Mark Driscoll a big hug and say like, great job. Like, welcome back. Like, I'm not trying to be mean, but my opinion, the point was sometimes you just got to just, it's okay to get off the stage. And there's certain people, you know, I, I hope I'm never that guy that's like, you have to be that guy all the time. And be, you don't know what life looks like. It's like these NFL players that we know, you know, that we've seen. I was just watching this special I was telling you about on HBO where it's like after the game, they don't know who they are anymore. And a guy like Driscoll, I really saw going, he's out of ministry. He's been, you know, he ducked out before he got fired. Smart move, people would say. But then he shows back up and he's already planning his comeback tour. And my thoughts were very strong that I think he should just take a break. I don't know how that's being in, like you would say, an ass. No, but you write it in such a way that I don't think people who... I don't like to use a lot of words, so I get to the point. Yeah, I got it. But you write it in such a way that it could come across as polarizing to the point where somebody can interpret that as like, man, Craig's just another one of those Christian leaders who eats their own. Like, who, like, you know, if they fail, he's the first one to toss them out, which isn't you. Like, so it gets lost in some of your blogs and your statements and your quick tweets that, like, like, just take the bigger issue. Like, we know lots of guys who screwed up in ministry, and the way their church treated them was like, you know, they had just caught, you know, you know, they had just done this mortal sin that they were totally worthless, and the church kicked them out, and they shunned them, and they locked the door behind them, and basically said, you know, you're dead to us, go away. And they just cut them off. And... I don't think that that's what you think at the end of the day about how to treat somebody who's sinned, you know, or fallen short. Like, I don't, I don't, I just, we've had enough discussions. I just don't think that. Yes and no. I, I don't think you, I think there's some really, 
there's a balance of like, you know, and that's where I think, you know, I've had friends say, you're tougher on me now that I'm a Christian than you were when I was not a Christian. But I think that's a fair statement to say that, especially in ministry and guys that have these huge platforms that screw up, you know, it's like my Martin Bashir always would tell me like, we love the comeback store. We love that guy that like has it all, loses it all, and then gets it all back. We don't like the guy and celebrate the guy that like just remained faithful for years and lived, you know, a good life. So I think, yeah, the Ted Haggards that we don't need more of these guys that just go screw it up and get right back in. So I'm I'm a little I don't want to say harsh, but I do. I, I would be harder on these guys to go, no, go sell cars. Go do something else. Don't start another church. Mark Driscoll, don't go to a big church conference that you were supposed to speak at and now plant yourself in the front row and just go, man, I'm just praying and just learning. Like That stuff repulses me. And you're saying I'm nicer than that, but I'm not. I would tell Mark, go home. And the pastor that interviews him and praises him and blah, blah, blah. I just, I, I want to throw up in my mouth just talking about it. Like, I have those kind of feelings, so. Yeah, but I think what people potentially might lose in that statement is the middle ground. Like, I don't care about the comeback story. I don't care if Mark comes back or Hacker comes back or, like, like, any, like a redemption story does not have to mean a redemption to fame, a redemption to the same leadership post that you once held in the past, a redemption to glory and leaving a church. Like, to, you know, That's what I'm harsh on. I'm nice to the... That's what I, I have a hard time with, is the guys that want to... that have done something that are... Yeah, and especially, I mean, if we're going to talk specifically people in our ministry that have done things that, you know... Like at some point you've got to be protective of what we've worked so hard for. And now you're putting that. I mean, we just watched a news clip of something with a video of ours in the background of a guy who's in jail. Um, so it's like, yeah, this, this is not just what we've worked so hard for. This is our livelihood. This is several other people's livelihoods. This is like something that's impacted people across the world and now somebody does that and, and screws this up and yeah I know the Lord's hand is on this thing but gosh I take I I, it, I do get bothered by this I do get going man this is this this sucks and you got to be protective of like and I do think you've got to hold a higher calling to these people that wave the ministry flag and, and especially like yes there's grace and I'm their friend and I don't hide behind statements and this and that but but I don't know the way you you brought it up earlier was hey we say Jesus loves porn stars and Jesus loves you and so how do we translate that same love to these people that like how do we not kill our own and I, I, I feel like I'm not ever trying to kill our own but we might agree, like, I think we agree on this. Like, 
I because I agree with you when you say like, you know, we'll just take a Haggard. Like Haggard can be restored. It doesn't mean he needs to be back in the same kind of leadership role that he was in before. Like you're not his friend, so it's really easy for you to have a commentary on like, dude, you screwed up. You need to be out of Christian leadership. What you're not saying is if you had a relationship with Haggard, you might still say the same thing. Dude, you don't belong in Christian leadership. But what I know about you personally as an individual is if you were his friend, you wouldn't turn your back on him in your friendship. And no, but that's, that, a, that's the hard part where it's like, I think, you know, when you're talking about jobs and if there's money attached to it or, you know. Responsibility. Yeah, so it's like, that was a hard part. I mean, Credibility. What we had with people. It's like, hey, I'm still your friend, but as your boss or as somebody that used to employ you to do some things on our behalf, like that's where people take offense or go, oh, well, if you're not my friend and you're cutting me out or you're, you know, I had that situation with, my, with, with, with Jake where I said, Jake, you can't speak anymore on our behalf. And it's like, you're cutting, Craig, the one thing that I love to do the most. And then our friendship gets kind of torn apart because he thinks I'm not being a friend. I'm like, no, I'm being a friend to you, but I also run this ministry and can't have you out there speaking on our behalf when you are living like this. Yeah, and I totally agree And that's with the that. stuff that behind the scenes. Yeah, as my friend, like, I'm going to care for these guys. I'm going to, but I'm also going to get pissed. And I mean, talking specifically about a friend that doesn't talk to me anymore because he doesn't want to hear or have any sort of help or like he just wants to do what it, so I sometimes I think my anger towards that maybe is what people might see but deep inside that's just comes from hurt of like over and over I think people don't see we watch people lose their marriage their lives like you know I've done a you know, been a part of a funeral of somebody. I've been a part of how many marriages falling apart, how many people, like, just devastation. And so I just, I know how the story ends. And when I see friends specifically head down that road and then somehow worse roped in on it, yeah, I think there's some anger that, that goes out there. But deep down inside, does it change the fact that, you know, I'm not your friend? No. I mean, I think, that's central to all this. Like, I'm not going to turn my back on you, but I think friends, I mean, you've told me before, like, as we talked about friends, like friend, you want friends that are going to push you. And you also want friends that are going to get in your face. And I've learned this way. It's like a lot of people, when you're doing the wrong thing, don't want those kind of friends that are going to kind of call you the carpet on this stuff. Yeah. I, so let me unpack a couple of things that you just said, because, you know, I think that, like, just the whole friends, the friends working together thing, like, you're supposed to never hire your friends or your family. But if you do, like, you need to be able to hire people that can compartmentalize those two aspects, like, because you, in those settings, you, you wear two hats, like, you wear the employer hat, it's responsible for what you've been commissioned to do by the board of directors and, and you're the employer, the point person. And, you know, we have a friendship and we have a work relationship. 
at the end of the day, it's my responsibility as an employee to go home with the maturity that like, hey, Craig's my boss and he's my friend and those are two different compartments and we blend them a lot and we enjoy that. But if you tell me to do something, I still got to do it. You know, you call the shots and be mature enough and humble enough to accept that. And separate that from the fact that you're my friend and you care about me and, and you love me and you're faithful and you're graceful in our friendship. So, yeah, that, that's a that's a thing that the other person on the other side of a relationship with you has to be able to be mature enough to handle and seeing those two things. And if they can't, that issue's on them, not you. Like, I, I totally get that and I, I agree with that. You know, so that's that's a tough one but what i was what i think my main point is is that i i think that you're sometimes you know that little dog with a large bat bark you know you're like a chihuahua hey, just because you got a dog we don't need dog <laughs> illustrations i'm throwing in the dog illustration for mt okay Jeez. so yeah okay, what is it i'm not <laughs> no like you're like i've seen you like i work with you all the time and like you're loud, you're opinionated, sometimes you're pissed. But people get distracted with that. Like, I don't know if it's because they're insecure or they're uncomfortable or they don't know you or whatever. Like, it's really easy to get distracted by that part of your nature and not see the underlying values and consistency and grace and friendship and faithfulness and loyalty that you have to them. And they get lost in this moment of like, Craig's pissed or frustrated or he's got this really polarizing opinion and I don't know how I feel like that and it and you put enough stuff out online that's like that that I just wonder sometimes if the people who read or listen to Triple X Church stuff really know enough about your faithful consistency and grace towards people inside the industry and inside the Christian community so that's where like I read some of your blogs and your statements and go like Craig, you're always all about this so much that, like, I don't think people actually get to see enough of your genuine nature. Like, you want me to hold your hand right now because this is a compliment, so you can, like, record yeah. it. And... <laughs> I don't need to. I don't need to. You want a hug, Craig? <laughs> this no, is actually, we're, we're driving. I was actually taking a positive perspective on interacting <laughs> with you and going, yeah, no, it's, and I was fighting you on no, <laughs> on whether you were actually that positive. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I think there is a place, and I don't want to be that guy that's like, I, I mean, it's not just people at fault. Like, like we're my personal stuff. I've got we were all entitled to our opinions. That's why you read people. You know, I mean. It's where you read certain blogs or you read certain books. So it's like you're going um, to those sites because you either enjoy them or maybe you don't, but you like to, you know, it's like whenever I'm with Ron, like Jeremy, he always watches Fox News. I was like, why do you watch this? You don't agree with it. And I mean, I don't like it either, but he's just, it's like more entertaining to hear something you don't like. And so I'm not trying to do that all the time, but I do, you know, I guess what I'm hearing from you is you're saying I'm sending a message that's contrary to what you actually know about me. I'm saying you, 
No, because I think that the messages that you're saying are you, but you present one aspect of you and your opinion so much that this other aspect of you, which is your faithfulness, your grace, your loyalty to friends, you wouldn't turn away from somebody in need and help, especially a friend, you know, Christian or not Christian, I don't think that really matters to you at all. Like, that's just the quality and nature of who you are. But that gets, I'm saying your other aspect of your personality that's polarizing and opinionated, it overshadows this other, other characteristic of who you are. Like, so it's, it's so polarizing and opinionated that I just wonder if people actually know about this other side of you. Yeah, and you don't hold the, I mean, sometimes you don't know the whole story. So if we take one example, a friend of mine that, that we were talking about that, you know, ends up losing everything. So how do you think, you put yourself in my shoes, longest standing friend, you know, you find out he's been lying to you, he's been lying to everybody, gets caught in this whole thing. And now he chooses to stay in a relationship and disregard for his family. At the same time, people are asking me, well, I'm sure you knew about this. I'm sure like Triple X Church, like, why did you still have him speak? So now you're questioning my integrity, even though I was just like, I didn't do anything wrong here. Like, so now it puts you on the defensive. You care for this guy, but you have to make a call. And then you're stuck in like, I'm not going to just issue some statement, but what am I going to say? And I read you that blog like that, that I wrote about that situation. And you said, okay, I think that's fair. But what it, sometimes it's like, we don't want to share everything. But when you share something, it's like, man, you've got to come out and say something. And, you know, you're saying, hey, at times maybe that's too strong. But so what do you what do you what do you do i mean if you come off too soft and say hey we really care for this guy we're praying for you and everyone gets a second chance and it's like the people that are hurt by all these actions are going wait i thought your ministry is about this like so it's it's that balance of like man if there's grace and the lord gives it there's grace and consequences and that's think, the thing consequences like there's grace and consequences and, but you're sounding like you're Mr. Softy on the consequences. No, I'm not. But you sometimes sound like all, all that somebody might read in certain opinions or blogs that you have. Maybe they could only read the consequences or the, yeah, crucify him, kill him, cut him out, kick him out, like, you know, cut his balls off, whatever. Because <laughs> that's, you know, because that's what I've tweeted. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, and, and yet I know that there's like the both and with you is what I'm saying. Like you're not saying that like in this particular case, I thought, Hey, that was probably one of the best blogs you ever wrote and, that I read. Cause I don't read all of your crap. Um, and B <coughs> like you said opinions on the very few ones that you do read. Yeah. The very <laughs> few ones. <laughs> your telemarketer one the other day was pretty funny. Um, but, uh, you lost me there, you interrupted, but I think that was really well done. And it's both and like, 
you extend grace and you know that there has to be consequences and especially in the leadership employment you know realm you know christian leadership and employment all that stuff like there's consequences to our behaviors and our choices and so it may mean removal from ministry ministry leadership forefront speaking all that stuff but it doesn't mean that you're not going to continue the journey with the person if they are going to partner turn around and partner with you on that journey because i know other leadership circumstances it wouldn't matter if somebody was repentant they're just kicked out like gone it's over it doesn't matter like no matter how repentant sorry or willing to make amends they might be they're just out and yeah and that's never been us right from a sense of like we're kicking you out of our lives i do think i mean you and i talked about this of like you know whether it was a mark driscoll thing the ted haggard thing the, i mean you name it countless number of scandals and different disasters in churches most churches are never out in or organizations are never out in front of it they're always kind of behind the eight ball and then the reaction sometimes like you're saying are either let's delete everything let's pretend they never even existed and just yeah show show them the door i think for us it's like man we're not going to do that one we're not going to try and air out stuff in the public you know if I'm not going to say if we don't have to, from a sense of like, we're not going to, we're not going to just put stuff out there. You know, I feel like a lot of times you just see people kind of just putting a bandaid on things. Like when we are going to come out, like we're going to disclose, like, no, this is, this is it. Like, we're not going to change our story. We're not going to, and if you don't need to know about this, you know, whether it's, if it's an internal thing or if it's not, man, we're going to keep some of that stuff private, you know, but these things that you hear about, I mean, this latest thing that was on the news, it's like, we've got to say something. And, you know, I, I had an opinionated blog on Bill Cosby, like, that I just was frustrated watching him not say anything. And then you just assume you're guilty, because it's like 25 people have come out and said, like, you've drugged them and had sex with them, and you just, you just look stupid for not saying anything. And, you know, I feel like you see that a lot. So it's, it's, it's always, it's a tough call of like, what do you do? What do you say? Man, I want to be honest. And I think sometimes we err on the side of like, you're going to just maybe even say too much, but if you're saying it sounds too harsh, but I, no, I don't know if it sounds too harsh. Here's my bottom line opinion. You disproportionately share I think you disproportionately share your opinions as opposed to your heart. And I know heart's kind of a feminist, like, touchy-feely thing. Didn't we go to Alaska to figure that out? <laughs> yeah, we did go to Alaska, which I can't wait till that video series comes out. Um, but, like, I know... You cried. You cried. You cried more. <laughs> we want to look each other in the eyes and tell, tell each other how we feel about each other, exchange some... I need to chant. <laughs> Move some energy. Anyways. Uh, like, I'm just, I, I, over 20 years, I think I've been one of, a smaller handful of people who've seen 
your consistent heart and care for people. And I know that that's what really moves you in ministry. But your nature of expression, like, that's something that far more inclined towards the opinionated, polarizing views. Your actions show your heart. Sometimes your words just show this other aspect of you. And they both go together. But I just don't think that, like, I would just, if we were to put a poll up on Triple X Church Facebook, yeah. like, like I, I just think that there would be a lot of people who really, you know, agree that, you know, Triple X Church is doing amazing things and you do bold things and you have strong statements. But I don't think you'd get a heart, high, high rating about, like, oh, Craig is the most wonderful, tender hearted compassionate graceful individual online like <laughs> and ryan's a close second <laughs> yeah. yeah which is the irony of this whole conversation I know, because you yeah. made more people cry oh gosh. Uh, than i've ever but here's the thing though you said it doesn't matter christian or not so if i'm just gonna i you know let's go back to that facebook thing there's a girl named sheena porn star that posted this video about us she's smoking Marijuana in it. I mean, it's a great video. Like, just her basically saying how great the girls from Triple X Church were at the Chicago porn show. I'm going to defend that video till I die. I don't care that she's smoking pot. I don't care if she talks about bad theology. The point of the video was this girl was touched by actions of girls from our team. It made an impact on it. And... <laughs> Everybody, you know, was like, oh, well, what about this? And, you know, wanted to clean up her life and tell us how bad she was and blah, you know. So I'm going to defend that adamantly that, no, this girl is on this journey and have, ex I mean, so many great things have been opened up in this relationship because of that video with this girl. And that work's not even about, it's, that story's not over. But on the flip side, yeah, the person that speaks on behalf of your ministry that gets caught, in, you know, in the middle of an affair and runs away from his wife, and I don't have that much, I don't have that same sympathy or grace extended for that person, and it doesn't mean I don't love that person, but like you've, you've like there's you're saying it doesn't matter Christian or not, like I'm no, going. I'm, this I'm is a saying, whole different thing than that person. Like, no, you can't keep doing this. So I'm going to be as strong as I am for this other gal. I'm going to be for you cleaning up your life and, like, making sure this is right before you keep doing this thing, especially if it involves us. And it sounds like you're saying, well, that's a bit, har bit harsh. No, that's not what I'm saying. Because I, I agree with that aspect. The degree to which you have been given, any more Bible okay. verses in a softer tone. No, in my in my no, books. No, that's not what I'm asking for at all. Please, then I'll never read any of them. And emojis. Do I just need some emojis? Gosh, gosh. I think I saw a text between you and your wife where you were both emojiing each other. <laughs> you're so. <laughs> now you're. Did just, you did you emoji your wife? I'm not. Did you did you? No. Did she emoji you? No, we don't I, use emoji. I think I think Why I I'm gonna show you my last <laughs> several text messages from my wife. 
Oh well, no no you skipped an Shut emoji. Up, I didn't. Yeah, what's that? That's an audio. Oh that's an gosh, audio. I, don't even, I don't even want to know what's on that. You uh, don't do that anymore. What audio? No, dude. If you're you don't ever hit this button. Hello no. hello hello. Like you don't do. Hey, that. can we send you? Hey Jeanette, this is Ryan. Have you ever emoji Craig? No, we hate emoji. Okay. There's not emoji. You're not gonna find. All right. Emoji. Okay. Dude, I am confident. Look at this. You're not. All right. People are bored now. <laughs> Go ahead. Anyways, where where are we going? Wow, you were. Oh no, I I agree that like the degree to which you are given and receive Christian leadership responsibility is the degree that when you screw up, there's going to be consequences for that screw up. Like, you know, if a lot is given, a lot is expected. So, I get that. Like, I'm, that wasn't my point. My point isn't about the work side, the consequences of leadership and leadership failure. My point was sometimes I think people maybe don't see, though, that you're still a faithful, grace-giving, consistent, loyal friend to those even who do screw up in Christian leadership. Like, you're willing to stand with them and help them redeem their lives not their christian leadership position but their lives yes you give that person the same amount of grace as you would somebody who doesn't know jesus like you're just as faithful on all ranges of the spectrum consequences in christian leadership from a practical perspective from employment to opportunity being out in the forefront of leadership, that's a whole different ballgame than giving somebody the human dignity of grace and consistent love in their life as a friend. Yeah. And they're two different things, and that's what we're what we're talking about. So we're probably on the same page. Yes. We're not actually arguing I, with each other. The no. argument or debate began with what do people actually see from you online that was our actual debate and my point was i don't think people see enough of your friend grace giving like in relationship with christian leaders because you're so opinionated about some of the circumstances and what should happen to them professionally as far as consequences and what they should professionally do next so it could be interpreted that like personally you hope that they, you know, burn in hell, which isn't how you feel or think. Like you're just saying professionally, this is the next steps that should and shouldn't happen. And they can be restored individually inside the Christian community and with God and in relationships. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they deserve to be restored professionally. It's a good way of saying it. So softened it, though, I could, yes. I'm just okay. saying I think you need to write more blog posts with emojis. Okay, more blog posts with we, emojis. We need to have more videos of you crying. <laughs> well, we... Uh, yeah. And we need some video evidence that you actually walked today 2.7 miles uphill. I, I don't know if we need Is video. that the most exercise that you've done in the last year? I, I you know... At one time? Like, you walked 45 minutes today. That might be the longest walk I know, I've, I've been ever... swimming, but on average, about 30 minutes. But I do. Oh, the I, breath stroke, I learned. I played soccer. <laughs> uh, I coached my U10 girls, and I 
Yeah, I've but I bet, on a, I bet you the U10 girls have never seen you run around the field for 45 minutes straight. No, we scrimmage at the end of for the last 35 minutes of practice. Yeah, well, they're U10 girls. You're not scrimmaging too hard there. I'm saying we're champions, Ryan, of the pink jelly The beans. girls are probably champions. You're not a oh, champion. No. You were right. sweating like a pig by the time we were done with a 45-minute walk. I'm Mr. Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> so I have... No grace when it comes to you and your smoking habits. Oh, gosh, so, yeah. If you want to get into uh, for me swimming like a pig, I was, you know, coughing because of secondhand smoke. Oh, so, whatever. You were sweating. I you, think. I was giving you. I was a great. Smokers, you walked, smokers you walked, will burn in hell. You is walked 2.5 <laughs> miles today. So Kudos to you. You know, Christian leadership, let's just talk about if. You know, oh gosh! Don't take cigarettes. this down. No, don't Cigar- take this down. Some cigarettes. Other. No, I'm. Uh, I give Ryan. Ryan is. Uh, um. Anyways, we don't need to go there. Um. Anything else you'd like to cover on this? No, no. Started out as a good conversation. No, it's a good about- conversation. So I'll try and be. Um, you don't need to try to be anything. That was just my main point. No, it is. Uh, we'll put that poll up on Facebook. So we just have to figure out what it, what it, how you frame it. The poll on Facebook. Is Craig a sweet, compassionate, sensitive guy, or is he a ruthless, heartless bastard? <laughs> <laughs> we should give this poll to our staff. <laughs> it would say, "Well, where's the the comment? Where's the checkbox for for Ryan?" Um, Anyways, no, it's 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 good conversation. So I hope you learned a few things here, and uh, it is a balance. It is at the end of the day, I wish I didn't have to deal with any of it, and you know, I think it is hard too of 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 being able to, especially the personal stuff. That's you know, so you just the wreckage, man. And I wouldn't be in this ultimately if I didn't care. Um, I think when it hits close to home with people is a range of emotions from like sadness to compassion to, yeah, there's days where you're just pissed. You're pissed that this happened. You're pissed when people don't listen, when they continue to do whatever they want. And when you see kids and marriages, I mean, dude, it's some days I'd like to just Work at Pinkberry, sell <laughs> sell yogurt. I think I would summarize our conversation this way: You believe in professional consequences and extending personal grace. It's well said, Ryan. We could have just said that at the beginning, thirty-eight minutes ago. <laughs> but instead, you guys got this because hey, we got six hours on this drive, so. If you want, we can keep going. There's a range of things I'm sure R- Ryan we'll and I can produ- talk about. Produce, from, <laughs> we're going to produce three more podcasts. We can dive into why we went to Alaska, um, <laughs> what we did in Alaska, who cried longer in Alaska. Wait, that person's not even in the car with us. No, we could call him, but um, <laughs> we could talk. We could talk many things. Um, but hey, maybe we'll come back here. Um, I think this should become the Craig and Ryan podcast. You want to sneak your way in on this? Well, that's uh, <laughs> I'm going to host the next one. I might have some opinions based on you know listener feedback. I might post those about what I think I thought about Ryan, and uh, 
Anyways, so um, that's all I got, Ryan. That's all I got. Thanks for you know recommending. Hey, it. thanks for uh, coming to Craig's Car Ride Podcast. This has been your host Ryan Russell on Craig's Podcast. We'll be back probably next week with our you know <laughs> next week. What are we? Why? Talking? How a dog changes Craig's life. <laughs> oh jeez, I won't be joining you. Thank you, and thanks for listening. TripleXChurch.com presents Craig's Car Ride. TripleXChurch.com.